Welcome to Underdog Talk. I'm your host, Eric Jones Jr., and I have conversations with successful underdogs. And today we have Miss Katina Washington, another successful underdog, just like any other episode. But before I let her say anything, let me tell y'all, this lady is an entrepreneur, businesswoman, author now. She's uh, She serves in the community. She's like one of the goats, women of Indianapolis. How are you doing today? I'm doing welcome. great. Thank you. You're welcome. Such a great introduction. Yeah. I'm wow. Thank you. Yeah. I've uh, been watching Shannon Sharp, and he be giving good intros, so I got to give better intros when I uh, have people on. Um, that's, a, that's a good. That's a that's a good person too. Yeah. 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 yeah I like his interviews. Yeah. Me too. So, um, you've been on my bucket list. Uh, for guests because of what you do and who you are. Like, I'm not from Indianapolis, but I've been here like my whole adulthood, and I've always heard about, you know, the she events. And I'm like, who is this lady? And then um, I went to an event in the summer. It was it was at the convention center. And just to see it, it was like, wow. And just to know the opportunities that you give um, people, and I uh, took your business acceleration course, and that was great. Got the book. I'm still looking at it. Apply for the grant. So, um, what makes you want to be a servant to the community? Um, mostly because, uh, first of all, I always like entrepreneurship. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was a kid, and uh, my mom would call like the bootleg cab. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I just looked at the bootleg cab driver like he was an entrepreneur. Right. And um, the only thing I tell people this all the time in class, I'm like, the only thing they had missing was the technology, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, then I look at uh, places like uh, Collins Fish Market, who was in our neighborhood, and he would do dry cleaning. And he did, um, he had a variety store. He had a video game room, you know what I'm saying? And things like that. It's just he didn't have the resources to make it into a mire. But like his place was like a mini Maya, right? So uh, when I got into entrepreneurship, um, I was just learning as I go, right? And so um, um, I became the woman that I needed, right? Uh, just finding resources and bringing them back to my community. And um, and that's how, I mean, that's where my inspiration comes from, just uh, being that person that I needed, you know, when I became an entrepreneur. I love that. That was uh, that's why I asked that because that's one of the things I remember uh, you saying is you became the person that you needed. Before we get into who the person you were when you needed who you are today, need a fun fact from you. I always ask a my guests a fun fact. I'm a really great hula hooper. Okay. Yeah, even in my old age, like yeah, I I take them back. Okay. <laughs> I, I, don't, I can move my hips because I can dance, but I don't know if I can hula hoop. I don't know. That's yeah, yeah. I, I love to hula hoop. It's fun. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something that I did as a kid, so it's a very nostalgic moment for me when mm-hmm. I'm hula hooping and everything. So, yeah, I love hula hooping. Um, I love to play jacks, even today. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm great at jacks. You know, those were those pastimes, you know, when I was a kid that I loved and I still love it as an adult. Like, I think I'm still a kid. Like, you know, I'm kind of living out a lot of things that I didn't do in my childhood. Mm -hmm. Right now, today as an adult. 
I, I'm still a big kid. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I think, like, just the imagination that we had as a kid, you got to have that same imagination as an adult. And then it's like some things maybe your parents couldn't take you to or whatever. Now as an adult, it's like, I can go here. I can mm-hmm. do whatever I want. So I understand that. So my fun fact, um, I am a spades champion. Like, people be thinking, oh, I, wow. no, listen, listen. Spades is so fun. Yes. People be thinking I be playing, but I go to my buddy, uh, his family reunion. I won the last two years first place. I came in second the year before that. I just, that's just me. I love to play spades. I've been oh. playing since college, and I don't care how old you are. I don't care if you've been in jail. I don't care what it is. You will get whooped when I'm on the table. You ain't playing. So yeah. do you play with teams, or are you playing, like, the so at the family reunion, you they put you random partner. So you don't even know who your partner is until they tell you. So, yeah, I'm still winning with random people. So you may be partnering with someone that just doesn't know what they're doing or they don't play well and you still No, nah, you just ain't going to get in. You ain't going to get in a tournament if you don't know how to play. Okay. I okay. just, I, I, that's, no, nah, I wouldn't do that. So you're learning each other's. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a little okay. bit. Okay. So it's funny because uh, this year I beat. Um, my partner from last year, but her husband was against the her yeah her husband was against us last year and he was her partner this year. I was like, sorry, buddy, gotta beat you two years in a row. Oh, that's yeah. I was talking big, big. I trash. like that. I yeah. love space. Are you I'm, a trash talker though? During space, I am. I am. Mm-hmm. I love to play you in space too because yeah. I am because mm-hmm. I think I'm pretty good okay. at space. Like when I was younger, my uh brothers they would. Like, when they would play spades and stuff, they never allowed me to jump in the yeah. game or whatever. But now that I'm an adult and I play spades, I'm like, this is fun, yeah, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, and you I'm ready for the challenge. Is? No, I have me not either. learned that. No, I, I, um, I won my first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, my buddy, his mom was like, I'll give you your first. I think it was a $2 a dollar they played for money. And I beat the whole house. But I did. I went in the tournament, and yeah, I got out of there quick. It wasn't yeah, but I beat all the old heads at the house, so I yeah, got, yeah. I got some clout when it comes yeah. to cards. But yeah, we yeah, if you know, whenever you want to get beat, or if you uh-huh. be my partner, whatever the case may be. Yeah, we gotta I, play. Yeah, because I'm gonna win. I got a partner too, so just let me know. But I've never played for money though. No, I don't play space for money. Okay. They play big wins. That's the thing. That's the thing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, who were you before you became the person that you needed? Who was I before in entrepreneurship or yeah. in my personal life? Either or, like whatever yeah. you want to like. What was yeah. going on? What was life looking like before you became she event? Yeah, and the reason why I say that is because who we are as an individual is who we are as an entrepreneur, right? Yeah. But we don't always make that connection in the beginning, right? So uh, before I became the woman that I needed, I was again an entrepreneur that didn't know what they were doing. I was a person who didn't really know what I was doing, but I was always pretty clear on what I wanted and uh, the goals that I was, you know, reaching towards. I just didn't really know how to get there. Mm-hmm. So as things started to unfold, and I'm like, because you know, everything like this chair we're sitting in right now, it can't, it was birthed out of a need, right? Mm-hmm. So I was going around trying to find all these people to do things that really I was created to do. So that's who I was. I, I was just an individual that was really broken, didn't really have a lot of direction. So you can have a goal. And you can see yourself in a certain space or a certain position, but it doesn't necessarily mean you know how to get there. 
So I was that person. Yeah, I think that's somewhat where I'm at right now. Like I know how to get there because I've had like different coaches and been around people, but it's like I haven't saw someone in front of me. Like I see them on the computer. I you know know people from online, but nobody I've been around like personally. I've walked with or I've seen them go from here to there. So that kind of I don't I won't say slow me down, but it it doesn't help me because that's the kind of person I am. I need to be face to face. I don't like emailing. Uh, don't email me. I need to see you. Video call something of that sort rather than just being able to read about it or see it on, online or something of that sort. So I'm kind of in that space. I know what I want. I know where I want to go. I see it. It's just, I, but then what you just said, the person that I am as Eric Jones Jr., not the entrepreneur, nine to five worker, is some areas in my life that I notice are weak and it makes it weak in business. And that's where you, where people don't tie it together because mm -hmm. if you can't be the CEO of your house, how can you be a CEO of a business? Absolutely, yeah. Who you are as an individual is definitely who you are as a, a business owner. So what was one of your toughest obstacles when you first started, when you were like on your journey? Um, probably, uh, the confidence in what I was doing. I didn't really, uh, recognize or realize, you know, the human capital that I had. Um, I was always looking for money capital. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Instead of using the things that were already inside of me to make capital. Mm -hmm. I didn't really realize that, you know, um, so I was always searching for, oh, I need a grant. Oh, I need a donation. Oh, I need this. Oh, I need that. You know what I'm saying? And then another thing is um, you have to have some kind of blueprint, some kind of business plan. You know, I was out there just doing a lot of stuff that I probably didn't have to do mm -hmm. if I had a clear vision, you know, of what I wanted to do. I'm not saying you have to do a business plan that's online or you know, so like that, but at least have some kind of lean canvas that you can work from. Yeah, because if you don't have a plan, it's not, it, it won't work for you. My mom always told me that, always have a plan. But I remember I had a guy on maybe last year, and <clears throat> he had his business plan. He knew how much his expense, what he needed. He didn't have nothing. He was just started. His sister's boyfriend was an investor. He, they, you know, having dinner, they talking. And he's like, yeah, I'm looking. I've been looking for investors. He was like, okay, what's your business plan? He had one to show him. Now he got the investor. Because if you don't have a plan and say you do run into somebody and they're like, oh, I want to help you, you don't even know what the heck you want to do. So it's like, I don't know what you know what to do. So always, that's one thing I've created like a plan for what I want to do with the podcast, what I want to do with speaking, what I want to do with different stuff. Because everything is different. And if you don't know. Not necessarily the end goal or the destination. If you don't know that destination of where you want to get to, you don't know what road you're going to go on. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And have a budget. Things as simple as a budget. You know, you can go out there on what, Google worksheets or something like that and grab a budget. Yeah. So, yeah, a budget is important. That's something I hadn't really used, you know, because I was like mixing, mingling funds and just doing a lot of stuff mm -hmm. that uh, was not good business practices, you know, but. Something as simple as a budget, you know, and just having direction and 
um, having that lean canvas or that business plan. And another great thing about the um, our Seed to Grow program that we have is you can go on to Huntington's website and actually do a business plan at no cost to you. Mm. Yeah, it's the whole project. They uh, combine forces with uh, John Bryan Hope, and uh, they offer that. So you can go on there, complete the, you know, you just input all your information. Hey, print out your business plan, and Huntington fits, puts the bill. So mm. that's one of the resources out there. So at this point, it's really no reason for not having a business yeah. plan when they offer it at no cost to you. Yeah, it, it yeah. is. Like, and... That's, that is a great resource. Well, it costs you your time. But yeah, it costs you your time. Because yeah. a lot of people, especially if you grew up from around the way, you always see, like you said, you saw people that had the potential to be a Myers or uh, a Uber, but they didn't have the technology or they didn't have the certain resources or they didn't have the paperwork right. So sometimes, you know, you, you get people, they doing the hustle and they thinking all that and then boom, you don't, you ain't do your taxes because you ain't budget. Mm-hmm. You don't know how, listen, the first two years when I did taxes and I didn't never write nothing down from business, I had to go all the way back the whole year, do all mm-hmm. that, and I'm like, man, I could save time by just actually having it and putting it in there, and yeah. that, that helps. So, did you have a mentor, or did you, like, your mindset change when, like, the light bulb went on of, oh, I'm doing, I'm, I'm on the right path, but I'm doing this wrong. Yeah, I, I had several mentors along the way, and I still have mentors. Um, and I will, I will admit, all of the mentors that I had, they challenged me. Mm-hmm. They really challenged me. Um, two of my mentors, for an example, when I had my event at the uh, fairgrounds, they were like, you know, you need to go up on the price for uh, certain spaces, you know. Um, you know, in certain areas, crime locations and things like that. I'm like, no, I don't want to do that because mm-hmm. of this, that, and the other. But they were right because when I put them out there, those were the spaces that sold first, mm-hmm. you know, because there were people who wanted those crime locations. So um, when you are in business, you know, and you get mentors, you really have to be open, you know, um, do a little research about them, you know, and if they've shown a proven success, you know, especially – um, in business and uh, and maybe even in your field, they may know what they're talking about, you know. So just be open to stuff like that and mm-hmm. to listen and learn and grow. And I'm not saying that it'll always work, you know, whatever they suggest, but um, definitely be open to it. Yeah, I um I got a coach and he was great. Both of my first two coaches was great for business, mm-hmm. but I wasn't the man that was even ready for it. So it took to finding my third coach where he put his foot on my neck when it came to being a man. And it was like, okay, it made me step up in certain areas and then understand this is what you need to do to be able to do business. Because it's like we said with the budget. If you can't budget your own money, then how are you going to budget a business? Absolutely. And it's just you have to think of what's going on in your life and then what you want in your business. And if it's not aligning, it's because you're not doing what's right in life. And and he came down um, and visited me and told me stuff that I didn't want to hear but needed to hear, and, mm-hmm. it, and it helped. And like you said, you got to research, find the right person for you because every coach isn't for everybody. And you got to find the right person that can push you to pass the limits that you think that you got. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So what what made you start 
Was it what was it? Was it just she? Was it she events? What? How did that start? How did that birth? Um, the she event started back in actually it was before 2014, but um, the 2014 was when it got its like actual name right. Mm-hmm. So initially, uh, she stood for shoes, hot accessories, and eats. I did accessories, uh, created accessories, my niece. Well, she didn't create shoes, but she sold shoes. And my friend was a caterer. Mm-hmm. So what we would have is like an upscale, upscale ladies' night without the money, right? Mm-hmm. We just made it look that way. So uh, we were going to like Aldi and creating this charcuterie, charcuterie boards mm-hmm. or whatever, right? And uh, we were buying wine from there. and Or we would have people to bring wine and... Like, we'd have a good time. My niece was renting out her clubhouse to us. Mm-hmm. and No, she didn't rent it out. She was the manager there, so we didn't even pay mm-hmm. yeah, to have it there. We just gave her, like, a donation or something like that. But uh, we invited about 75 guests. A lot of people showed up, you know, and we had a good time. And after that, um, you know, I went ahead and moved forward and, you know, with achieving and everything, and they kind of dropped off, you know, which is fine. It's, mm-hmm. it's fine. And um, I just rebranded, and um, it became She Has Everything uh, because I invited other women to be part of it. And I will admit, uh, when I had my second She event, I invited like 40 vendors, and I just knew I hit the jackpot. 35 was a no-show. You know, so people... Uh, see my life now, and they're like, oh, our events sell out and all that, but I also had 35 no-shows before, so, um, you know, moments like that really helped me to uh, realize that you have to know all of someone's story. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't just start in the middle. You can't start in 2024. You have to start when it started. You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah, so I went ahead and moved forward with She Has Everything. A friend of mine, he gave me that acronym. I was a little bit sad because I was like, I can't call it shoes, hot accessories, and eats anymore. And he's like, just invite other women and just name it She Has Everything. And I was like, that's perfect. And um, I had my next event at Watkins Park here on the east side. And uh, at the time, I had a first premier credit card because, um, it wasn't because I didn't care about my credit or anything. I just went through a hard time in life, right? Mm-hmm. And so I had this first Premier credit card, and it had, it had like a $300 limit. And I promise you, like, to rent a facility, like, 286 And they were actually giving me a deal because at that time, they wanted to charge each vendor, like, a price that, you know, sold items inside of their venue, mm-hmm. which made sense, right? Yeah. But they helped me out. And, hey, Watkins Park, if you're listening right now, thank you so much, Indy Park. <laughs> you yeah. know. Um, but, yeah, I just had it made. I was like, yes, yes, I've rented out this facility. I got 40 vendors that are going to show up, pay me $25. I can pay my credit card off, pay for this, pay for that, and a Vista print flyers that I made, 35 no show. And so I just went back to the drawing board and was like, what do I need to do differently? And that's when I learned about PayPal invoicing. So that's what I mean when I say I become the woman that I needed. Because nobody told me that. I had to go out there and research, you know, and figure out how can I do this where if somebody don't show up, I'm not losing anyway, you know. So times like that would happen. And that's where my growth came from. 
Yeah, I love that. I, I love that. You said it was two eighty two and the credit card was three hundred. Yeah. It be like that when you mm -hmm. first starting off. You be like, man, I don't know how, how I'm gonna pay this, and then mm -hmm. something not the blue helps you out, and it's like, ooh. And that's why, like, even though where I'm at, I don't look to tomorrow. I look to tomorrow where I want to go, but I don't look to tomorrow to stress and be like, oh, I don't got it, or I got this event coming, or this or that. I just know some way it's gonna happen. If it don't happen, it wasn't meant to happen that day. So I try not to stress, but I'm definitely becoming the person that I needed because I don't have no structure. Mm -hmm. I'm just a, a extrovert that goes. I'm on the go. You could call me. I might be like, yeah, let's go. And <clears throat> God put me in position to be in education. Mm -hmm. And you got to have structure to be able to teach a class and all that. And that's where I learned that. So I understand what you're saying. Like at the beginning, you got to, you know, you got to bump your head. You got to learn some stuff. Mm -hmm. But it'll help you. Because if you don't, with the one word you said, research, I think people mm -hmm. don't do that enough when you're whatever field you're in. If you don't research, if you don't know who's the top people, if you don't know um, what's hot in your field or what people are doing different, then you're not going to succeed. If you don't like it with podcasting, I watch the top podcast. I know my production and everything is going to be there, but I can be somewhat similar. It's like uh, graphic design. I've done all my graphic designs, at least probably 90% of them. But I learned as I went and I've learned, oh, this is how you do this or this is how you do that. And by asking questions, too. Wow. So, yeah. And this is the crazy thing. I went to school for computers. Did you really? Yeah. So yeah. are you IT? No. 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 I went to school for it. Uh, I went to school to sophomore year. Um, grades was horrible. Then I went again to sophomore year. And I just was like, I don't like, I didn't like school mm -hmm. anyway. So I just stopped. But it's funny because that's what I went to school for, and that's what the world has become is mm -hmm. technology. Yeah, this technology is taking over. Um, I didn't graduate from high school. Mm. I didn't. And, um, yeah, it's a long story about that. But, yeah, I didn't graduate from high school. And I won't really say that I liked school when I was in school. I think I liked it more for the social aspect yep, of too. it. You know, just going and meeting new friends and talking to my friends and passing letters. <laughs> like, I was more of a social networker, you yeah. know, in school. Um, but then when I went to college, I really liked it. You know, I went and got my GED, and then I went back to school. Um, and at that time, I really liked school. Um, I liked the culture of college. Yes. You know, just people yeah. from all different kinds of walks of life. Because you got your grandma in there. Mm -hmm. You had a young student who... You know, may have dropped out of the, uh, you know, big university, and now yeah. they're going to the small community college or something like that. But you just met people from all walks of life. I love the culture. Yeah. Of yeah, of I, that. That's yeah. one thing. I I tell my friends that I'm still some of them that I'm still cool with that we went to college. I'm like, man, we we dropped the ball not on on the school part because I don't think the ones that I'm still cool with uh, nobody graduated, but the uh, like the cultural and uh, networking because if you like some of the people I remember them from school I'm like dang this one dude he um does stuff with uh earn your leisure and I remember he I he was either a little older he went to school at IU I went to Ivy Tech but I was cool with everybody at IU campus but I remember him and I'm like man we missed out on the networking part of getting to know people and just being able to build and because we made a lot of money, I'm not going to say how we made a lot of money, but we made a lot of money, but we didn't know nothing about money. We just mm -hmm. down there blowing it. Yeah. Because um, I, I 
I had one school accept me because I graduated with a 1.7. That's I didn't like school at all. And it was Vincennes. It was a different culture. It's like white people. It's like wait, they oh we got pulled over once, suspects for murder. Really? I'm 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 like hey sir, um, look at me. I I don't look like nobody you've ever saw in your life probably. I'm not one of the people that you. But we was four black dudes uh, in a car in the middle of going from Vincennes to IU. Oh, wow. And one of the dudes, he was an African dude, and he was from Chicago, and he this, he was going with us to go for his first college party. He nervous. I'm like, man, we all think this is the crazy thing. What we thinking? Mm-hmm. We got liquor in the car. We okay. under 21. That's it. We like, oh, snap. We got, no, we about to go to jail for, for murder. It was almost right. like the life. But yeah. for two hours, uh, they questioned us, all this different stuff, and then I guess somebody found the suspects, and we was when we got to go. And it was just like, wow, wow, that was a different culture, even though, because I'm from Michigan City, so it's black and white, but it was just. I love that place. Why? Oh, I love Michigan. I know why. I the think, outlet. No, I've never been to the outlet there. Ooh. I was just going to the beach there. Okay, I, the beach. I, think, I think Michigan City is a hidden gem. Yeah, a, a friend you of mine. You might be the first person to ever say that. Oh, I love Michigan City. I go there at least once a year. Okay. For vacation. Okay. That's, I, I, Ever since I found out like where it was and what it was about, yes, me and my friend, we go there, go to the beach, we go to the rooftop and have dinner. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I don't even do buffets like that, but yeah. I, 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 I give them pass in Michigan City. Okay. That's why I wear it. The region, because I'm from up north. Uh, okay. Yeah. So then you might be the first person to say oh, yeah. that without going to the outlet. But people don't realize it's a beach, and it's it's a beautiful and beach. it's yeah it's dope. Like when I was younger in high school, because um, I ain't been I haven't lived there since eighteen. On Sundays, it was like everybody from Chicago, from South Bend, Gary would come. And you just walk in the pier and just having a good, I mean, it was some, you know, violence, but not like now, but it was like a fun time. Every Sunday, you went to the beach. That was something to do. Like, people don't realize how much. Man, I would be there. I, well, I can't say that because, like, I have a friend that moved to Florida, and she's like, I would be at the beach every day. And then when she go to Florida, she's I'm like, you go to the beach every day? At first I did, now I don't. Yeah, you get used to it. And the thing about it is, uh, a friend of mine told me, he said, things that you expect, you don't really appreciate. Yep. yep. And I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because the people that live there, you see people that live there and they might take a picture here and there, but it's not like if you was to go there and be like, I ain't been to the beach since last year. This is, oh, this yeah. is fun or whatever. But yeah, to us, it's not really.
Yeah, I don't know where the Hallville one would be because I just recently moved from Hallville and I ain't see no beach. I ain't see where it would be a beach and where it'd be safe to have a beach in Hallville. I don't think. Yeah. I heard that it was really nice, but I haven't seen it. No. So he like the whole. It's like the uh, Loch Ness monster. Nobody ever seen it, but it's a story about it. I don't think it's very funny. Yeah. So speaking of funny, I remember when we were in class and you said that you think you're funny. I do. I actually want to do stand up one time. You do? Oh yeah, I like to do an amateur stand up. I think I'm so funny. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm the same way. I, I yeah. tell people that all the time that. My bucket list is to do uh, amateur night because I I feel like I tell great stories mm -hmm. and I'm I'm just funny I I don't know I just yeah I just yeah live. I like to laugh I like yeah I like humor and all that good stuff so yeah so what is a movie and a show that you would watch that's gonna make you laugh? Forrest Gump. Mm. Forrest Gump is one. Um, um, what else? Um, I like the Kings of Comedy even now. Mm. Yeah, I still like that. It's funny to me even now. Um, Simone is really funny. Yeah. So is it Simone or Simone? Simone? Is, is it Simone? Is it two people? It's two people. It's two. It's two people. It's one is, the they one both dark skin. One of them is, uh, got the short hair. The short hair. Yeah. She's really funny. Yeah. I may not know the other one. But yeah. yeah, she's really funny. I like to watch her. Um, there's some old shows from like back in the day that I think of, I think Different Strokes is funny yeah. from back in the day. Yeah. And um, let's see what else. I'm gonna say one. Sanford yeah. and Son. I oh, think that's I can funny. sit. I can sit and watch Sanford and Son all day. One, uh, my son's on it now. Uh, Good Times. Really? Yeah. We uh we went home for Christmas and it so happened to be on. He was like, I want to watch it. And now he's watching. And he's watching good. Yeah. And like the next, instead of we ain't watched not <laughs> one Christmas nothing. He watching good. He was when he was in there. He was watching good times when mm -hmm. I was in there because I got sick. Yeah. I yeah, watched Martin. Yeah. I could watch Martin all day long. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, let's see what else. Sanford and Son definitely was funny. Like, because mm -hmm. uh, the because if you look at the shows, you got always got two people that's always at each other head, and they used to be hilarious. Uh, the Jeffersons. Oh, I love the Jeffersons. Uh, it was funny. One show I used to watch it. Um, I like the Facts of Life. Lo I love Lucy. Oh yes, you gotta yeah. love Lucy. Yeah, yeah. You gotta love Lucy. I'm trying to think what movie. How High is a funny movie to me. I don't remember. I remember. Was it? Didn't he have like a high top too? And he went to the high school. Was it Kid and Play in there? Oh my. No, it know. wasn't kid and playing how high. No, it was Method Man and Red Man. Because they was getting high all the time. Yeah, I gotta go back and watch that. Yeah. I do. I have to go back and watch that because I don't remember. I remember the title, but yeah. I don't remember the content. Though. Yeah, that those, those are. And that's crazy that everything we name is older. We didn't name nothing really. There's no TV shows out that's. I can't say that. I would say the last recent show that I could think of is House of Pain. Uh, that was funny because Curtis is hilarious to me, the dad. Um, I don't really watch TV anymore. I used to watch TV a lot when I was younger, but now that you know my life is like this, yeah, I don't really watch TV. I I would say I watch it to unwind. I do got certain shows that I watch, like mm -hmm. Power, certain shows that come in seasons, but 
I'm more of a basketball. I'm going to watch basketball. You watch that basketball. Yeah, I'm going to watch uh, basketball. Or I'm going to watch something funny. And usually it's like 85 South um, or somebody's like podcast or it's not so many new standards. I do guys. like watching like interviews. I really love Shannon Sharp. Yeah. Uh, his interviewing yeah. style. I like um, Funny Marco. Yeah, like open thoughts is one of my favorites. Yeah, I could do so, that because yeah. faces because I be doing <laughs> that at crazy. school with the kids because I work with the kids and mm-hmm. they be saying you know just some dumb stuff and I just be like really and my face I don't say nothing my face he he cracks me up he um, yeah. him and Nicki Minaj one was funny because I, I think seen that one I, that's one of his latest because yeah, I think I when people get one. on there you got to understand how to be on there is to be sarcastic and it's like the office did you ever watch that no oh that was i've never seen office but i i should watch that because i've heard several people say it's it's dry humor though but it's hilarious you gotta you don't understand dry humor you won't you won't think it's funny. like I love Saturday Night Live. I never got into that. Really? Oh, I I have seen a couple clips on Saturday Night Live that hard. Do you think you could be like a Saturday Night Live improv type person? No, mine would be that 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 old hole in the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that hole in the wall where they sell the drinks with those one small cups that if you squeeze it too tight it. Folds and stuff like that. Yeah, that's me right there. I'm that old hole in the wall. I think I can um, do improv. Like I feel like me and my college buddies, we were 85 South before 85 South became to the world. Like how they just joke and different stuff. Like if you came to our, our apartment, if you couldn't joke, you might not want to come over. Yeah. Because it's at least four of us that like live it's there. Over. It's, yeah, it's over. And if you start, if one person gets you, the whole house gonna get you. So it's it's over with. But that's funny that a lot of people might not know that because you when I see when you when you working it ain't a smile it's serious face I'm getting this yeah. business done yeah. so just to know that there's a funny side or get to know oh, the, yeah. the person I, oh yeah I love do you, do you joke on your uh, joke with your employees or joke on them oh yeah. yeah oh yeah we we laugh and have fun all the time. Um, I always tell them, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do a stand-up one day. And they're like, okay, let's do it. Because, yeah, I have them cracking up all the time. You yeah. know, the shop owners and stuff like that. Um, like I said, I don't really know, like, the funny shows and all that. It's yeah. just really just jokes about just life. Yeah. You know do what you, I'm as, as you got older, do you, like, a joke, if you're just a funny person, a joke going to come in your head. But do you be like, dang, why did I think of that? Yes. Yeah. Yes, because it takes a real creative. Like yeah. I like even listening. I didn't listen to the whole thing, but I did listen to part of uh, Cat Williams. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and um, like it was some parts that were funny, but some of the stuff he was saying, I was like, wow, he's very intelligent. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so I think, like, to be a comedian, you really have to think like. Yeah, I mean, you gotta, you know, yeah. go underneath the surface yeah. and really, yeah. Yeah, because I think, for me, I think just telling about my life, because I'm one of those people, and we, uh, you won't believe this, that's a um, part that I have on the show, we'll do that mm-hmm. after I say this, but I see stuff that's just crazy. Yeah. For no reason. Yeah. Like, why? Why Why did I see that? Why did this happen and I saw this? Like, I don't know, but mm-hmm. I always, and I can tell a a crazy story. Mm-hmm. So you won't believe this is something that happened to you, something that you saw that it's like, wow, I wouldn't, I wouldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. 
because the, the most recent one that I remember, I just said it because I recorded uh, the other day. Um, what was it? Uh, I can't even think. I know what it was. My daughter, this 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 is how times is different. She was, we was talking and we wasn't arguing, but it was like, you know, asking a question. And she said, nigga. And she said, damn, in a sentence. And I was just like... Uh, she was doing somebody here. Well, how old is she? 18. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. but I'm, I'm like, uh, first off, don't cuss or say that at me. But it was just inside, I was like. Oh, she's saying nigga to you. Yeah, because <laughs> we was talking, and, really. you know, and and I didn't take it as she was saying that directly. That's just how she talked to people and me and her have a cool way. But I just was like, I really have an, a young adult oh. child, and our conversation is different. Like, I. Did I cuss? I was in my 20s. I had went to college and then came back. Like, my kids is comfortable. You won't believe my kids, they're not comfortable. But they, if they say a cuss word, they ain't, it ain't really like, oh, I'm getting get hit or anything. Back in my day, <clears throat> you like, yeah, my mom's stealing on me. I ain't even come out of nowhere. Yeah. Huh? I cussed, but I never cussed around her. Mm-hmm. And I did cuss around my dad to almost, I became a dad. Like, did like, your parents cuss around you? Yeah, but you knew. Yeah, you knew. Yeah. My granny, knew cussed, that was a my no-no. granny cussed. Both my grannies cussed, and my mama cussed. My dad, he he cussed more now than he did that I remember. But yeah, I wasn't playing. But that was my you won't believe this. Day. I just was shocked. I was like, like it's just us three in here. Who is she talking to? Like, I know we cool, but I ain't your friend. And it just was that just was shocking. And my my son, the first time I heard him cuss was on the basketball. Uh-huh. Something happened. He was like, "Fuck!" I was like, "Oh, wait a minute, sir! Oh, wait a minute! You you cussing?" And it's like some people are really intense though. Yeah, about oh, they play basketball yeah, or they're watching or yeah. Trust me, I was at the coach game Sunday. Like people get serious about them sports, man. See, as I've got older, I don't as much. I used to be a die diehard. If my team lose my day, my that might mess up yeah. the next couple of days. I know but, people like that. but now it's like, man, that's somebody else. That's their job. I'm just watching it as entertainment. I can't get mad if my favorite quarterback or the quarterback of my team has a bad game. He might have had a bad day. I don't know what's going on in his life before the game or whatever. So I try I get my feelings to get hurt if my team lose, but it's not like when I was younger. I remember I ain't gonna it was maybe seven years somewhere within the last 10 years, and the Packers lost. We were on our way to the Super Bowl. Should have won. Dude messed up the uh, um, the return, and we lost. And I literally, my buddy took a picture. I literally sat in one spot for 30 minutes. Did you really? And shot. Because you was just in disbelief. Yes, like, I just like, cannot believe my boys let me like, down. We were a minute, of, we were winning the whole game, and it was the Seahawks. And my mom, her husband, I never called him my stepdad because when they got married, I was grown. But he's always been around, and he was a Seahawks fan. And I didn't like him because of that. Like, he, because, you know, it's like football, it was rivalry. It's like, I'm really mad at somebody or I don't like them because of a football team. And I had to change that. He was that. serious. Yeah, I, oh, I was serious. Like, oh, when I watch a game of my team playing, if you ain't used to yelling, cursing, yeah. and yeah, you might you go. passionate about that. You I've like, been that way since a kid. Oh, I just, wow. oh, so, so I'm going to tell you. My dad, he, his best friend used to take him to Bulls games. This is when the GOAT played, Michael Jordan. 
they would go. These Negro, well, the one man was white, but this nigga knew. I love basketball. Basketball was all I did, all I talked about. That was me. He took my mama. I'm like, why would you take her? She don't even know nothing about basketball. I'm like, why? He was like, this this is joke. He was like, well, we were so high, we couldn't see Michael Jordan either. Oh, my God. That's funny. No, that's funny. No, yeah, no. that's an experience, too. Yeah, but why didn't he didn't take me? He didn't take you. That's okay. It's okay. No, this, no, it's not because yeah, no. that bothers you. You yeah, right, it does. Because my son, is, you are you a grandma? I am a grandma. So, what is it with you, grandmas, mm-hmm. that y'all dislike us, or y'all didn't have McDonald's money? Y'all didn't have no the money for us, but y'all got everything for the grandkids. I know, because you know, well, yeah, because the circumstances are, are different. <laughs> when I have my kids, we take care of Okay, yeah, and nothing against that at all. But I'm speaking from uh, we were in Caratow living in Which a, one? A, East or West? East in an assisted yeah. living situation, Ooh, yeah. right? There are people who pay regular rent. You know, I was not one of them, okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have McDonald's was like a special thing back then. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Oh, I know. I know. Yeah, it was a special thing, but now that, you know, we doing a little oh, bit better yeah. in our lives no, and things no, like no. that. Y'all doing a lot you know, better. We rolling no. through Starbucks now with the grandkids no, in the back. Flights. Y'all going on yeah. flights. My son has been on more flights with my parents than I have, and he only died. Oh my God, that's so funny! No. Yeah. Oh, and look, they guess who? Guess who they took him to go see? His favorite basketball player. Mm. Mm. No, they no. Well, they are going. Um, he going to see Steph Curry for his tenth birthday. But he went here. Yeah, he went here. Right. My mom came down from Michigan City. They took. They took uh, me to no game. Now, you know how we went to the game? Hoops for heart. When you was in school and you did Hoops for Heart, my sister did the little marathon or whatever it was, and she got us tickets. That's the only reason we went. Mm-hmm. Shameful. Shameful. Yeah, our circumstances were different. No, listen, back I then, I was a single mom. Yeah, I know. That yeah. Other. But look, now we love spoiling them grandkids and send them back home to their mamas and daddies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I know. My son had two Christmases. He had one at wow. Granny's, and then when he came back and home. And that's something I don't do. I don't do Christmas. I don't. I don't. Not anymore. I, I used to really go all out for Christmas. And, um, yeah, I would really go out for Christmas. My nieces, nephews, they kids. Uh, my kids, oh, my ooh, kids, my brother kids, my mama, this person, mm. that person. Yeah, and I felt good about it, too. Mm, that's, that's too like, much. I loved when they were open because I wasn't that person that just got people anything. Like, I, oh, yeah, my stuff was well thought out. Yeah. yeah. Even if it didn't cost a lot, right. it was still something you love. Like, say you like candles. Mm-hmm. Hey, I don't throw you a couple candles or a candle or something, you know. Yeah, it's going to be something that the person. But it's something that you're going to appreciate. Yeah, those are the best gifts. Like, when people actually know you and get you a gift that you're actually going to like. Not just get mm-hmm. you a gift just to get. But you was giving too many people gifts. This was my list. My mama, sometimes I forget. So mm-hmm. I, me and holidays aren't good. It's my dad's fault. But um, uh, <laughs> yeah. And my mom, and then if I had a lady friend, none of my homies, we didn't do the gifts every birthday. Now as I got older, you know, get the kids. They mama when I was with her. My mom, I gotta start getting my sister gifts. I think about that because she hooked me up for Christmas this year, and she be hooking me up. So I got, I gotta make sure I add her on there. 
So I keep my circle small. Or you could just do something for her throughout the year. That is true. Special for I really her. want to go visit her. She lives in California, and that's with water and yeah. food and just a different environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Maybe you can take her, you know, or send her a nice gift from India and say, say, you know what? You really looked out for me, and I've thought about that, and that fed my soul. That made me feel good. Mm-hmm. I just want to do something for you. And I'm gonna come and visit you too. Yeah, it's gonna make her day yeah. because it's unexpected for one. Yeah, and that's for me. And so then um, <laughs> you're 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 confirming that what she did was a great thing and yeah. it impacted you the way that she intended. You know, yeah. or it could impact you more than how she intended. Yeah. But yeah, it just came from a, a, an intentional place. You know, me with Christmas gifts. You know, I'm like. Spending all this money, running on my credit cards, take me all year to pay it off and all that. And I'm just like, I just don't need that stress in my life. Yeah. It's, uh, we've just been chatting it up. We forgot. I've been forgetting to ask the, like, the business question. But that's why I like people to come on so they can be themselves. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when you do interviews, it's all seriousness. I'm not, I'm yeah, not a I serious like person. I'm goofy. And I'm just, I just like to talk. But mm-hmm. you did just drop a book. I did. And I, I well, this is not the final copy, but <laughs> so this is my book mm-hmm. here. And, the, and actually, this is, you know, of course, they have not for resale about yeah. there because this is, um, I guess, the copy that I go through and say, okay, I want to keep this, take this way, add this in. Yeah, one of those deals. But yes. So I, I read on there. This is it was your third time, or you did three times. In well, it was well, I yeah, I tried to do this twice before, so this mm-hmm. is my third time. Third time uh, you're yeah, the other times were failed. Yeah, <laughs> and it's not unfortunate either because it wasn't the time for it. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't the time for it, and actually, I kind of feel some kind of way because I uh, the second time I tried to write, kind of reached out to a couple friends and looked at some things I wrote. And they they weren't feeling it. And and I was kind of feeling like, dang, but you know what? It wasn't good. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. we're so offended. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. it, it wasn't a good read. I think this one is a good read. Uh, I'm thankful for the time that I've grown. Actually, I wrote this book during my sabbatical that I took in November mm-hmm. of this year, of last year. Okay. November 2023, just a little bit over a month ago. Mm-hmm. I wrote this book in the first two weeks of my sabbatical and sent it to my publisher, and here we are. That's a little bit over a month right later. Yeah, a little bit over. But you know what? Uh, during a sabbatical, you're able to. Um, one thing is that you uh, accomplish is you find out who you are. Mm-hmm. We think we know who we are, but you don't until you're alone. And uh, about the second week of my sabbatical, I was talking to myself. <laughs> like uh, for real. I, I do that all the time. Yeah, but I was really talking to yeah. myself. So I'm thinking to myself, what about the people who are like incarcerated, you know, or in what you call it, um, some kind of confined or isolated room? Mm-hmm. You know, like I knew that I could go and open my door and get out. But think about the people who, who don't have their freedom mm-hmm. and you're isolated. You know what I'm saying? So you're dealing with the mental health part. And the the you don't have any freedom, you know what I'm saying? So that's a lot. Yeah. So yeah, it really introduces you to who you are. Mm-hmm. And I really found out who I was, and um, that's when I came up with my uh, title, becoming whole, because I think that's where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about my my authentic my journey to authenticity is what I call it. 
you know, just becoming yeah. who I am today. I feel like I, I'm after coming out of my sabbatical. Um, my last day was November 30th. I started November 1st, and I feel like a totally different person. And like I'm basking in that right now. I feel good. That's that's good. I don't got the little button, but I'm a confidant. <laughs> Thank you. That's two weeks. Like, listen, I've um, I'm a co-author. So I started writing. I told you in school, me in English, like that wasn't me me writing but i love to write but i like when they, you're telling me what to write and i gotta sit there i'm not that great i'm like the, the thing has to be done uh tomorrow i'm gonna do it tomorrow i'm gonna do it tonight that's the kind and i'll do a great paper we're gonna pause right here because i got to change okay. applauding you for two weeks because that's amazing Thank like you. to do that and just to think about that oh i know what i was talking about I, when I did my book, I was writing and I was getting frustrated. So he was like, hey, you know, you could just talk it and then um, yeah. somebody could do it. Well, I didn't I didn't talk it and let somebody do it, but I did have an editor. But grammar and all this stuff, it's always been a challenge for yeah. me. Like, I'm great at executing events and doing this and that other, but when it comes to writing, no. Mm -hmm. So this 122 pages was tough for me. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because I know the story, but... It doesn't always mean you can tell it in a way where people see the complete story, where yep. they they are, um, um, you know, you're telling it away in a way where uh, they feel like they were there. Yeah. Right. Uh, you're showing the story rather. Than absolutely, absolutely. So that that was a challenge. It was a huge challenge. So out of those two weeks, how many sleepless nights did you have? Um, none. None. Um, when I was on my sabbatical, the first day that of my sabbatical, it felt so good to like wake up naturally because like I have two phones, right? And I have alarms that go off all day long. Hey, you need to be here. You need to be there. You need to. And so that very first day, I woke up naturally. And like I, I tell people this, and they laugh about it, but I'm like, I heard the furnace cut on, I heard the brakes on the UPS truck, you know, I heard the church bell outside. It felt good. It felt good just to get in the shower, and your shower is different when you don't feel like you gotta be somewhere. Yeah. An hour, an yeah. Because I'm gonna turn that music on and be yeah. there at that concert, being there just oh, Man, let me get I out. I've been singing. Oh yes, yeah. I was singing in the shower. And then another thing I didn't realize until I was in my sabbatical is I did go ahead and go to sleep because before I'm like, I got to have this done. Like you talked about that paper you got to have done the next day. I didn't have to have it done the next day. Yeah. So I was like, I can just do it tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. It I, felt good. How do you discipline yourself to have a sabbatical? Because I've seen... Uh, I, I think you said that when we were in the business class, somebody else has said it, they've done it, or you'll see people and they'll go away and then they'll pop up. How do you do that? Is it because you have a, a great team that's still pushing the machine or is it you just like, I need to shut down because I need to shut down? Yeah, um, that was hard. Mm -hmm. Taking off was hard. Um, what pushed me to go ahead and do it is I, I felt good about my team. I mm -hmm. felt like I could, because uh, if it's your team, that's like you leaving your child with a babysitter. Because mm -hmm. the sheep is my baby, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So 
it wasn't like a day or eight hours or a weekend or nothing like this was a whole month and so um yeah it was a lot it was hard for me to say okay i'm gonna take off and leave everything up to y'all and i'll meet my vice president you know once after i've been in sabbatical for a couple of weeks and then we had the huge event men in black coming up so i was definitely worried i've never done that but um the great thing in all of that is i remember you remember i told you you know i, I my life you know back in the day was subsidized housing this and that and other so um to get to a point in my life where I could even earn a one day's vacation, you know, not mm -hmm. just working these temp jobs here and this job there, you know, just applying for jobs that I felt were safe instead of challenging myself. You know, there did come a point in time where I earned one day's vacation and then three. And then before I knew it, you know, I worked for um, the VA. And when I worked for the VA, I earned me a week's vacation. And then when I went to DFAS, I had a week and some days. And then I worked my way up to like two weeks vacation. And then I went a little bit over two weeks. So um, my thought process back then was I just want to keep on, you know, moving up the scale so that I can have three weeks and then a month. But to be able to give myself a month was life-changing. Mm, that's it was really life changing because I was like, man, I remember, and that goes to tell, to show you how, you know, your attitude is your attitude. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Because back then I was like, I just want a day vacation. I feel so good when I earned a day vacation, mm -hmm. and yeah. I was earning sick time, four hours per pay period. You know things like that. So, um, just just to give myself a month off, I, I was like, I deserve this. Yeah. I've worked. No, nah, it ain't. I deserve it. I earned it. Yeah. Yeah. I earned to be off that time, yeah. you know, and enjoy myself. And like I did some really nice things for myself, you know, during that time. Sometimes I just wanted to sit there. You know, sometimes I want to sing in the shower, take long, hot baths, you know, with a glass of wine. Yeah. I bought me yeah. a little tray to go across the tub at yeah. Amazon yeah. and not a sport. Yeah, was, oh, I'm, yeah. I was I'm going to do, do the baths. I don't do the baths. I've never, <laughs> since a little kid, I ain't really. Last time I took a bath. Last time I took a bath was prom. I took a bath shower. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I, I mean, it's funny because my son he uh, he been in basketball camp all week. And he's mm -hmm. like, oh, my, I'm, I'm getting cramps and stuff. His mom was like, I I run you a bath. He's like, I ain't taking no bath. I'm like, bro, you better be lucky. Somebody want to run you some bath water, bro. You man, he don't understand. And then it's an Epsom salt bath. So yeah, that's that's he don't he don't know. He don't understand. That's him. That's who keep calling me. I, he wants something, but my kids you call should, me that. Look, you should answer the phone like, uh, like, oh, like, what's his name, Funny Marco. Yeah, the he's yeah. open. Up. He I'm about to, but he, he, uh, he, yeah, I'm he going, yeah. Up. But when my kids call, they want something. That's because they'll never answer when I call them. Ever. Yeah, yeah, we go through that too. No, no, my son is nine, and his phone goes on. Don't disturb. Wait a minute, you uh, wait a minute. Your nine year old has a cell phone. Mm -hmm. You can tell I had kids in a long time. Yeah. Like nine-year-old. It's more so. I think he's always had a phone, like since like you know to, for entertainment. But then now, he doesn't really go nowhere without us. Maybe he might be at home for a little bit or something. But it ain't no purpose of having the phone. He don't answer the phone. You know, and he don't. And my kids are both of them. Both of them are horrible. The older one, she replied back a week later, but then she gonna oh ask God, me for some. Funny. She gonna ask me for some money. 
somebody and they get answered and you are winning a million dollars, I'm calling them two and my dad. They don't never answer. They don't answer. But uh, that's dope that what you said, you earned it. it mm-hmm. you, you didn't. It wasn't like, oh, here you go. You're just going to get. No, you earned it from all the years because I work yeah. at my job. Uh, you get, uh, I think, two days personal and then uh, you get uh, a lot of more sick days. So I have a lot of uh, mental health days because that's on the sick day side because y'all not about to make me only use two days and then I got all this other stuff or I just might want to take off because I'm tired of y'all and these kids and like for you not to be able to do that I, I wouldn't care if I didn't get paid mm-hmm. on that day if I ran out because I feel like you gotta have those mental health days you were able to have a mental health month where you were able to just take off and that's where I want to get to one day, where I'm able to take off for a month and not have to look at, I don't even want to look at the phone. Hey, I'm at the house if you need me. I don't know how you're going to get me, mm-hmm. but I'm just in here and I would enjoy my myself because I enjoy myself. I just, uh, I had roommates and then I just moved uh, by myself and I'd be at home and I don't, I don't got everything in the crib yet, but I enjoy it. Oh yeah, that like, it's, just that it's, it's I can play whatever music. Mm-hmm. I can make whatever noise. I don't gotta worry about like I was at my mom's house, and you know my mom she all she moving around. I'm like I'm ready to go. I ain't used to nobody moving around and messing up the flow or um, like this morning. I um, I go get my son. His mom was at home, and uh, she was like, "You you ate? You did this? You that?" And he was just huh. And I could tell it wasn't nothing against her. It was just he's used to. All right, when dad come over here, he just tell me, be ready at this time and we going. You want me to do this and that. And it's just to have that piece of nobody, nobody can tell me what to do. And I do enjoy talking to myself. Like, Oh, I, 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 I thoroughly enjoy talking. Yeah. Somebody said uh, one time to me, just don't answer yourself back. I was like, why? Why not? Like, I got to. Sometimes I have some pretty good answers. Because a, <laughs> a, a lot of times with me. It's either me talking to myself or somebody letting me talk. Because when you at home, I ain't got no girlfriend or nothing like that. My kids don't answer the phone. So I don't have somebody to talk to like that all the time, my mom. But when I talk to somebody and they just let me talk and I talk, I answer the questions and I figure out whatever problem I needed to solve or whatever idea is bouncing in my head, I figure it out just by talking and being able to listen to myself be like, wow. I just need to say that out loud, and mm-hmm. it makes sense to me. That's just how I am. Yeah, sometimes when you say things out loud, they do make sense. Definitely. So, uh, with the book, you said it took you two weeks. You got it done really in a month. Um, what was the toughest chapter to write? Well, um, I think the toughest chapter to write, I would say, is... Um, probably expectations lead to heartbreak. Mm. That is chapter number five. Um, and I will also add that there are a lot of chapters that, I mean, there's only 12, but um, there are a few chapters that, that were really hard to write because 
this is opening my life up to the world. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Possibly. Yeah. Not just people in Indianapolis, because there's already people, you know, that don't live in Indianapolis that have downloaded or ordered my book. Yeah. So um, when you, you know, allow yourself to be open up to that, you know, you're open up to a lot of things. You're open up to scrutiny, uh, people being upset with you. You know, mm-hmm. there were some things I wrote in the book uh, about my dad that I don't want my mom to feel uncomfortable about. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, or even maybe his family, you know. But one thing that I, 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 uh, um, that gives me uh, comfort is knowing that this is my truth. Yep. You know, and I am slowly but surely peeling back, peeling back the layers because I have so many layers. We talking about fifty-one years, almost fifty-two of layer after layer after layer. You know, things that we really don't deal with. We we just on the treadmill, just running, but not really going nowhere because we ain't never dealt with nothing. And everything's so taboo, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so when I went through my sabbatical, one of the exercises that my hypnotherapist who I saw had me, um, it was an exercise, and he had me to lie down on the sofa, and he was like, I want you to sit your 20-something-year-old self in your lap and give her advice. And that was my breaking point right there because... I knew what had happened in my life, but to actually talk about it without no boundaries, because I was like, this man don't know me, so, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I kind of just tell, I mean, he don't know me like that, you yeah. know? And so um, I began to uh, encourage that young girl that was sitting on my lap, and the thing about it was, when I set her on my lap, this goes to show you how uh, how things can weigh on us emotionally, because I felt the weight of her in my midsection, and I was sinking into the couch because she was so heavy. So I didn't really realize until that moment that I'm this really, really heavy woman. Like, I'm carrying all these weight around and these burdens and these hardships and all the things I went through. Nobody ever talked about anything. You know? Yeah, like, even when I was younger, it's like, you know, some family members may do things or say things, even when my father left, like, nobody talked about it, it's just like, he's gone. Yeah. Yeah. No mental health. Yeah, or it's like, <laughs> no counseling. somebody died in the family, you kind of, all right, we get over it. Like, no, yeah. you, you can't, my son, my grandma died when he was like, two. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was something new, but in the same year, my great-grandfather and his, um, mom's husband passed away so he went to two different funerals at like seven that's difficult to deal with like wait hold on these people my family they dying i'm a little kid he didn't understand it and we had Mm -hmm. to talk to him and make sure he was cool because i remember when my great-grandmother i think you might be the first one of the first people i told this to my great-grandmother died and i could see her in her casket afterwards I don't like funerals because of that. Like yeah, I would see yeah, her, so, yeah. and I'm like, oh no. So if, unless it's like somebody really close, it's no disrespect to anybody, but I might not show up to your funeral because I don't, I can't do funerals. Like my mom, sister, my kids, stuff of that sort, or if, if somebody close, but I can't because of that, and I never got the chance. And people to talk don't to understand them. that. Yeah. And, and that's what like capacity. People don't understand capacity. That's your capacity. I can't do it. Yeah. But there will be someone who will feel like you're the worst person in the world because you didn't show up. 
You yeah. know what I'm saying? But it's just that you understand your capacity. When I was five years old, my grandmother was watching me, and I just thought that she just didn't get out of bed that day. I thought she was just tired. She wouldn't wake up and this and that and the other. And, and so she laid there all day with her eyes closed. Okay. And um, when my mom got home, I guess about three or something o'clock, she called her mama. She's like, Ma, this and that and the other. And they were trying to, you know, get her to. And the ambulance came, and then, um, you know, back then, you couldn't really pronounce a person like dead or anything like that. So it's like the coroner has to be yeah. and, you know, professional and all of that. But that still bothers me to this day, the fact that I was in the house with my grandmother. And she's like, and, you know, my mom, she was the kind of person uh, back then and still is now that if she saw someone pass away in the newspaper, she was going to their funeral. And guess what? She took me. Yeah. So I was brought up in an environment, and, and, and it's no, I mean, it's no, you know, nothing against my mom because she just didn't know. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah, she didn't know, but she took me to all these funerals of people that I didn't know, and it made me grow to hate funerals. Yeah. You know, because I'm like, who is this person? And they're creeping me out, and I remember that, um, I mean, it just, it's just scary as a kid because as yeah. a kid, you only really understand death. Yeah. So um, she's taking me to all these funerals. I mean, <laughs> she's like, yeah. I went to third grade with them. I'm like, but you don't remember you were yeah. 70. That's how my, you know that's how my parents are. They be, and she's still the same them. way. Yeah. yeah, even at 70. I mean, my mom's 85 now, but like when she was 70 and keep in mind, she just got her driver's like, well, you didn't know that. But no, she I got did. Her driver's I read license. sample of the book. I yeah. Said, yeah. I had to do my little She read. got her driver's license when she was 55 and, uh, and so by the time she was 70, she just really getting into driving. Yeah. So like she's really happy. And so she, funeral come around, she going to it. Yeah. And I don't you remember such and such from church? I'm like, no. My mom like that. No. She my mom would go to the wake and just show her respect or something. But it's like, no. Nah. And I get it, but it still was a very like it bothered me to go. Yeah, kid. Like I remember there was a funeral home called Williams. And it was over, I, I forget where it was, on the east side somewhere, but they had an open house, and my mom took me. And so they took us in uh, through the funeral home in, like, this room that was casket everywhere. <laughs> and here I am, a kid that's, and then she's, like, sitting in a room talking to people about, you yeah, know, just, just smile yeah. like, talk. Like, hey. I'm like, get me out of here, like, right now, because this is making me feel some kind of way. Um, but yeah, that, it's just about knowing your capacity and yep. some things that, um, you know, our parents did and their parents did and their parents did, we never broke that, that, that curse. So it just, and I won't even call it a curse. I'm just saying it's not good for me. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, it is not. And, I don't think it's good for kids in general. Cause like, uh, wasn't the same as with your grandma, but my grandfather, uh -huh. he, I think he had cancer, but he never wanted to go to the hospital or anything. Uh -huh. So uh we were at my dad's house and we get a call he gets a call i knew what the call was for something in my body told me it's about my granddad yeah. so when we got my granddad was like 300 pounds six two big guy and he uh he always was in his rocking chair so when we went over to the house he was there in his rocking chair and this is like my best friend my guy and i just looked like wow he 
gone. It just mm-hmm. you you seeing it, and then you yeah. got the the drug that he died overnight. And it's just like what in the world? And then I'm the only like my my dad was there, but I was like the man. My mom and grandma snapped ugly cried on, and I gotta handle the weight. I'm like man, what is going on? Mm-hmm. I, I'm not you know I'm not even a hugger. Or when you cry, like it'll make me cry because I don't like seeing other people. So they Absolutely. and I'm like what in the world and. Now that I remember, like, you didn't really talk about it. It was like, okay, granddad gone, you know, make sure granny's granny straight call her, you know, be a little more tentative to her. But it was like, what about me? Yeah. Because that's the year in school. I went horrible. I was in regular school and night school. That's how bad Mm -hmm. I was. Because I was like, man, I ain't, I'm good. My grandfather died. I just didn't care no more. My mom took me to my best friend's dad, which was our pastor. And he talked to me like a dad, and he got me straight. And my mom cried and was like, can you just graduate? I was like, all right. That's why I got the 1.7. She, she didn't say 2.0, 2.0. She said graduate. I graduated. So just to remember those different things that happened as a kid, and nobody ever talked about it. Mm-hmm. it that Now it's like I talk to my son. I talk to my daughter. I don't talk to them in the traditional. I talk to them in my tone because I want them to know that I'm human because sometimes – as an adult, we don't let kids know we're human. And we're going to make mistakes. Stuff's going to happen. I'm not perfect. I'm going to do stuff wrong. So I want you to know that. I always tell my kids my truth to a certain degree. They don't need to know all the, yeah. some of the stuff. Yeah. But I tell them because I want them to understand, you're going to mess up. I'm not going to be mad at you. I'm going to be like, I was stupid. You could have did that. Away. I'm the parent that would tell my kid the stupid thing of how they could have done it better. Yeah. And I'd be like, should I have told them that? And I'm like, but that's just me because I want, that, that's just how I am. But nowadays, mental health is so important. It, it's, a, it, it's, it's at the top of my list yeah. of priorities. Yeah. Um, I'm all about that, you know, and people say it all the time so loosely. Oh, I'm about self-care and I'm no drama and I'm, you know, but realistically, you know, hey, some dramas, it's okay, you know. Um, I learned that when things trigger me, learn how to use them in a positive way, yep. you know, because you can't just go around with no one ever triggering you. It's going to yeah. happen. Oh, yeah. It's how you process it is what matters. And so uh, I'm learning how to take those things that trigger me, you know, people try to taunt me and things like that. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. And, and then – with success, you can't fight. You can't fight every battle. No, you can't. You know what I'm saying? And and the more that people know you, and the more exposure you get, it just opens you up to scrutiny. A lot of scrutiny. So you gotta know how to combat that kind of stuff. You know, I used to see something like on social media or whatever, and I'm like, let me go and talk to this person because they got it wrong and this and that and the other. But now, I just kind of, you know, if I may say something, I may not. You yeah. know, yeah. and uh, there's been a couple times that me being talked about worked to my benefit. I got extra followers and stuff because people want to know they're nosy. They want to yep. know what's going on. Yep. They want to check you out. I've had people talk about me on their page and people come over to my page because they want to find out what's going on. And guess what happened? They stay there. I want to follow her. Yeah. I think yeah. she might be okay. I was uh, on YouTube one time and this guy, he was like a pastor or some evangelist, something like that. And uh, I didn't click on his video, but I was watching another video mm-hmm. because I was um, 
listening to people talk about Blue Ivy and all this stuff and how great she was dancing with. So I was interested. Because mm-hmm. I didn't, I don't really follow Beyonce and Jay-Z, but I was like, well, I've seen a couple pictures of their daughter when she was little. Yeah. But I was really amazed to see how she had grown, right? So I click on there and they had a little short. The short played. And then it went into this video where this guy, he was an evangelist, a preacher or something. And he was um, talking about how people were pretty much going to go to hell. They went to her concert. And then it was a lady, and she was talking about it, too, in these shorts, right? And so um, she was saying that, you know, you go to that concert, this, this, that, and the other going to happen. And so I wanted to know what the church girl video was because she was talking about it. So what did I do? I clicked out of her video. I want to go see the Beyonce church girl video, right? Mm -hmm. So I watched it. And then um, I was like, oh, okay, I like this beat or whatever. And then I'm a pretty, you know, free-spirited, open-minded person when it comes to music and arts and all this stuff. So anyway, I'm like, okay, I'm a Beyonce fan, but she's got some music that I like, right? And um, so anyway, this friend of mine bought me a Beyonce ticket to go to Atlanta to see her. I mean, I wouldn't buy it, but not saying anything against her, but it just wasn't my thing. So I go to the concert. And I'm going through there. You know, I love entrepreneurship. So I'm talking to some of the entrepreneurs. And this lady told me, she said, this concert saved my business. Mm. Her and her husband, they had their business set up there in the stadium. She said, this concert saved my I said, how has this concert affected your business? Because there's so many people. And they had a stadium that fit like 70,000 people. And it was such a great turnout that they added another show on the next day. Mm-hmm. And she was like, this saved my bitch. She said, we made so much money with this concert. She said, we've never made this much money in a few months that we made, in several months that we made in a day. Yes. So when I think about things like that, it really opened my eyes to see that it's not just about a concert and people that attend going to hell. Like, what about this business over here that yeah. felt like I mean, they could have been in a situation where they was outside the next month or something, yeah. you know, homeless, losing things because of the finances not coming in. So it really made me open my eyes and see, you know, things have a, a chain of, it's like a, a chain reaction. Yeah. You know, when you talk about a business, especially when it's grown to that magnitude, it can affect a lot of people's lives. What about that guy outside? That was selling flip flops for ten dollars to people who attended the concert, yeah. or that guy that was pulling the the water cooler around with the wheels on it and giving people bottled water because they had a, uh, you know, walk. Yeah. And they was tired and they was thirsty, getting back to their car. Um, I rode uh, Uber or Lyft one of them to the concert, and the guy was telling me all the money that he made and the tips that he made in that weekend. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if he's a Beyonce fan or not. This little man is taking care of his family and is able to do just a little bit more for his family because of this weekend. Yep. yep. You know what I'm saying? So I, it really helped me to realize that we got to see the whole picture of a lot of things that happen in life, you know. Yep. And and I, that made me feel good. It really did, especially that older couple that I talked to. And they was like, this changed up. It really changed our lives. Yeah, and you got to make sure that you mature and not always comment. I remember I got my first negative comment on YouTube, and I was ready. And I'm a jokester, so I'm ready to go in. I'm like, no. What did they say? 
They were talking about my teeth, and that's something that I've dealt with my whole life. My mama didn't have the insurance. I don't really care. I still get women, so I'm not tripping on that. I but know it was, that's right. I just, know that's right. It was the fact that, oh, that's, I, I, and my videos is motivational, so it's like, that's what you came up yeah, with? Yeah. And I was like. Out of everything. Yeah, and I was like, nope, I was typing. And I was like, no, you can't respond to negativity because then you always want to respond to negativity or when people uh, say, oh, your little, your little podcast or your little this and they try to downplay what you're doing because they feel like the world don't know. But then when the world know, oh, hey, what's up? Man, listen here. If your name ain't Cheryl, Christian, or Tanaya, and a couple people that's helped me out, I ain't got nothing for you. Like this whole journey, like it, you keep, you have to remember who was there at the beginning that really helped you when you didn't have nothing. It ain't the people that's there when you start getting success, you're getting all this, and then they jump on board. No, I, you stay where you was at because you didn't believe in me. I've been believed in me. And that's what um, I try to tell my son because basketball, get it honestly, his attitude. If he misses a shot, if something go wrong, he's, oh, and I'm like, listen. Don't get too high. Don't get too low. Because I know you. When you get upset, your game is done. You're done for. You're not making no more shots. You're off. And when we play one-on-one, I talk trash. Because I know it's going to affect him. He's not going to make his shots. And he'd be mad. I'm like, you got to handle that. And as an adult, we got to do the same thing. You can't get too high or get too low. Because, like you said, that couple, they could have been struggling. They could have been like, all right, we went. No, we ain't going to. Why? Well, we don't need yeah. to go to the Beyonce. And boom, the next day they go there and they probably went home and just like, honey, we're back. We got it. This is what we need. Yeah. Maybe now they're like, we need to go maybe follow the tour or maybe go to more concerts or whatever. Now that now they're not worried about, oh, how much are we going to make in the next month? They good. Now they got to build off that momentum. And like you said, people don't realize who they hurt. When yeah. they attack somebody, because say you attack Beyonce, Beyonce ain't worried about that. She'll figure out how to make more money. But what about the people that are at the stadiums that have the jobs? What about her team? What about her assistants? What about her kids? What about the people around? And because you don't like her because she said something you didn't like or her music isn't that okay. You don't like her music. Go watch her. Go listen to whoever you need to go listen to. And I think we're in a world of. People really think their opinions matter. And I'd be like, man, if you don't shut the fuck up, man, if you don't get from around. And then I'd be like, nope, God got me. Because I tell kids that. Because these kids is disrespectful these days. And I'd be like, y'all lucky I know Jesus. Because I'd be wanting to tell them kids. I'd be wanting to hit them where it hurt just because they're disrespectful. But then it's like, I can't go low when they go low. I got to go high. And not just kids, adults too. Because if you don't, it'll turn back on you. I forgot who said it. But they were like, what you want out of life? You have to give. So it's like if you want if you want to be able to get help from somebody, you gotta give help <laughs> to somebody and stuff of that sort. But um oh, before we get into wrapping it up, I heard you say your age. I ain't gonna repeat it. But um you're at like the auntie age. So do you got auntie friends that are single? Um just just asking for a single I'm podcast. Thinking, I'm thinking, do I have Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. I mean, because I've had a couple Maybe. of IT ages um, on here, and I just try to see if they got some fun. Because I like the, I like older women for some reason. Well, you really? Yeah. You know, it's so funny because uh, another one of my friends, he uh, actually he has a podcast too, and then 
I got another friend. And we were just having these conversations, right? And they're like, you know what? I think I like cougars. And I was like, what? And they like, yeah, I think I like it. But it's just funny, you know, having that conversation with them. Because I guess I always felt like, um, especially when I was younger, that like older men, like younger women, and that was just always the dynamic. Mm -hmm. Even when you get older, you're like a younger woman. And then like when I was younger, it was like the woman kind of wanted the man to be older than her or a few years or something like Mm -hmm. that. And I mean, I had situations where, like, every blue moon you find a guy that had an older woman or something mm-hmm. like that, but not too often. Mm-hmm. But I noticed is people are doing that more now. Yes, it's and my wife is only a year older, so she wasn't like uh, my ex-wife. Uh, yeah, okay, she wasn't okay. that much. But after I got out of divorce, collect myself, it's like I like older women. And this is the funny thing, uh. I've told a couple people, my first crush was an older woman. Really? When I was five, we went to a wedding, and it was a dark-skinned chocolate lady in this red dress. And I'm just <laughs> you said it really? And, you know, she kind of, you know, a little old lady flirted with me, and then I seen her, I think it was her husband, and I was heartbroken. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, no. But that's, from that like, point, dang. that was like, I remember that's why I like older. But it's, it's reasons why I think men... Cause I, I I think we as you get twenty you like oh I'm getting older and when you're in your thirties you be saying you old but when women get in their forties uh, <clears throat> anyways it's a different it's a different ball game when women's in forties and fifties it's not they and and they it's more of an understanding young girls they be doing too much do they really yes yeah, it's crazy I don't I ain't, I ain't mess with somebody my age and the last person I did she friends on me so. Yeah, I like older women. I'm just keeping it. Th- right. But I don't know she if friends on you. That's yeah, so funny. Yeah, she did. That was yeah, I, yeah. I was cool though. I, I didn't I didn't invest too much to where I was like in there listening to R and B songs and stuff of that sort. I was I was alright. <laughs> like, so, or broke as well. Yeah. So, um, give the beginning entrepreneur that has their destination in front of them, but they don't know Disney Squad and how to get. Three tips, and when they hear this, they'll be able to move the needle. I like that. I like that. Um, what is your why? Mm-hmm. Understand what your why is, why you're doing what you're doing. Because, I mean, you have some people that are like, okay, I'm doing this just for the money. Mm-hmm. And then you have some people who are like, I'm doing this um, because I'm passionate about it. So I think it's important to know what your why is. I think it's important to um, create something that's new, um, that stands apart. I think that's important. Uh, You always want to create something new and something that stands apart so that your business is not a replica of somebody else's business, um, unless it's McDonald's or a chain store or something like that. But uh, if you're creating something that's your own, you definitely want it to stand apart. Um, And then I would also say um, use your human capital. Don't feel like I can't do this or I can't do that because I don't have the money. You know, yeah, use your human capital. Tap inside of yourself and think about things that you can do, you know, outside of. um, uh, and then people think that when they start something, it's just a money grab. You know what I'm saying? One thing that I really like that uh, the greenhouse effect does, uh, 
is they do like sponsorships for like thirty dollars, right? Mm -hmm. They post you on Facebook and they mention you during their show and all that stuff. And and I think that's cool because they're not feeling like, oh, in order to be a sponsor of our event, you gotta have a lot of money. So that gives the opportunity to people who maybe want to sponsor but just don't have it like that. So uh, I definitely say, you know, networking and using your human capital and opportunities like that to gain notoriety. Um, when I started, I, there was no AI or any of that to help me. Yeah. Like my stuff was straight organic boots on the ground going around to different events. I've spent a lot of money being a vendor. And sometimes I didn't make anything. But what I did was be very intentional about you know my appearance there and um gaining new relationships getting to know people telling them about what i do and like my friend says be more interested than interesting mm. so yeah actually listening to people and figuring out how y'all can work together as a culture you know as a community so that everybody can you know raise up and scale together yeah i love those three i love the first one um, having a why. I don't think mm -hmm. I had a why last year. Like, okay. I was just doing stuff. And this year, um, my why is my mom. Uh, wow. I, I want to get her a bigger house. Really? That's so nice. Yeah, because she, when she was married, she had a big house. And they he passed away because of COVID, so she mm -hmm. moved back to our original house. So it's like she has more stuff to, than to fit in the house, and it's like I want her to live wherever she won't have whatever if she want to keep the stuff but have it wherever she want mm -hmm. and then uh um like her health it's not something that's like oh my gosh she some you know she could pass away or anything just she getting older and i want her to be able to go live enjoy life because uh, as you get older you learn about your parents and you learn how rough their life was mm -hmm. and i learned like my mom had a rough life when she was a kid so it's like I want to be able to give her whatever she want, wherever she want to go. She told me the one place she want to go. I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure I get her there. Even my dad, uh, I want to take him. I want him to go to the Masters in Pebble Beach to golf. He's a golfer. So that's stuff that if you watch golf, that's where you would want me. So those my parents are are my wife to make sure I don't waste time and then something happens and I don't get to fulfill so that that want for mm -hmm. for them. So that's my I wife. I love that. Here. That's so beautiful. Um, actually, that's the first time I've ever like sat down and someone has told me something like that they want to do, you know, for their mother. Yeah. I mean, you hear it like I don't know, maybe basketball player, football player, yeah. or something like that. But actually, to sit down with somebody, yeah, you it, know, that's tangible that you can yeah. touch, and they say they want to do that for their mother. And that's that's, that's what I was thing. talking about uh, earlier. Like just having those conversations. That's why I think with the podcast, it works for me because. A lot of what you said is at, of where you were at the beginning is kind of where I'm at. And I was just mm -hmm. listening. And it's like, okay, I'm, I got to listen because you're saying stuff that can help me. And it's like, okay, I get it. So I can, I don't never, never go back and watch an episode. Mm -hmm. Once I'm done, I chop it up. I, I kind of remember, okay, like on this episode, I know I got to edit for when the camera died. So mm -hmm. I know that spot, but I never go back and watch. And it's like, yeah. I probably got so many gems and notes of oh, I of, bet. over a hundred yeah. people, and it's like I need to start going back and actually just taking notes and things of that sort. So with that being said, I need a quote. Oh wow, you yeah. need a quote. Yeah, um, it could be your quote. It could be a quote you saw. It could be a quote you live by. 
But I need uh, a quote for the Yeah. Underdog. Well, when I uh, get up in the morning, mm -hmm. I say I am worthy of good fortune. Fortune. I attract love, peace, joy, and abundance. I welcome success into my life. So those are three lines that are just simple, right? Mm -hmm. But I say it every day. Mm -hmm. I'm worthy of good fortune. I attract love, peace, joy, and abundance. I welcome success into my life. That simple. You know, just speaking to myself and saying that to myself. And when you talk about the gems and things like that and chopping things up, you can take quotes, you know, uh, that people have said during your podcast and um, upload them as reels. That's a money-making opportunity. Upload them as shorts is a money-making opportunity. Hey, playing uh, one of those quotes and saying, uh, join my next show. Yeah. I really just thought of mm -hmm. an idea of making an ebook of underdog quotes. Listen. Yeah, that just came. When you were saying those other things, it's like I have over – this is a uh, episode. This would be episode 108. So I have over really? a, yeah 108. You've done quotes. that many because when I've you made your post, yeah. I was like, somebody tagged me in it. I don't remember who tagged me in it, but I thought you were just starting out. I didn't know you had 108. Like that in itself, that's human capital. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've been. It's crazy because I have over I've podcast because I had two before this, so I was at 70. Two or seventy-three, but my co-host she passed away, so we had we had stopped. And then the other co-host they didn't want to continue, kind of like what you said with your mm -hmm. friends. And then that's when I started Underdog Talk. So I got, and I had a podcast before that, so I probably got over three hundred episodes. I got oh, more yeah. than one hundred and eight uh, on doing Underdog Talk. Some of them just didn't make it. Some of them is because of technology; it didn't turn out right. It's one <clears throat> the lady wasted forty minutes of my life, and I was so pissed. I was pissed because a conversation is I ask questions, you talk, I listen, mm -hmm. I either ask another question or I reply to what you said, then ask questions. Not me ask a question. That person literally talks for 40 minutes and I try to get some questions in there and I couldn't and I was so pissed and they were like, oh, we could do it, do what again? I'm about to waste my, and you are funny. And, <laughs> you are funny because I, I had to. I had to be serious. Like I had to take this serious. Like you wasted my time. I could have been doing something else. And people will be like, "Oh, let me get on the podcast. What are you gonna talk about? Like, not trying to even be mean, but like, what are you about to talk about? Or can you have a conversation that's in?" insightful knowledgeable funny be yourself some people don't know how to have a conversation i've had guests and out of the 108 i've had some guests and i'll be like god man i thought you knew how to have a conversation i've seen that somebody you made a post that you wanted to do an interview and then i'm just like well i guess you don't know maybe it's your first time and i'm glad to be a lot of people's first time i just wish i would knew known before because some people just they they're nervous they haven't said and you it. can prep them. You could actually create a video to prep people, but then I know you want it to be natural. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, because people are like, oh, yeah. what questions? Listen, I got I got fourteen yeah. questions I came up with. And I always I have questions. To, I used to be that person. Yeah. Like, I need to know the question, but you know what? I really enjoy the natural, organic dialogue. Yeah, and it's not just in an interview. I like people who I can. Like add to my life 
and we just vibe organically. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because we've been on where I don't minute. feel like you stressing me out and this and that and the other. Like it's just an organic vibe. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. like that. And I ain't gonna lie, because you 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 a heavy hitter here in that, but I was nervous. Now really? yeah, because I've never had an interaction with you. And mm-hmm. you know, sometimes and not, you're not that type of person getting to know you, but you see people and they're always on business and you never know, like, are they are they funny? Are they gonna loosen mm-hmm. up when they sit down with me? But I would say most people do just because that's just me. I've always been like that, just been able to talk to, I don't, don't matter if you can speak English, I can talk to, even if you can't speak English, I can translate yeah. some stuff. Yeah. But it's just, I like to have those natural conversations. Like we've never really sat down and have a conversation. We've yeah. been here for a minute and we didn't talk about all kinds of stuff. Oh yeah, like, yeah. And that's just the type of person that I am. And I had to understand, just be you. Because you got all these podcasts in the world, all these different stuff. You just got to find who you are to make you. I like, I could go and do a relationship. It would probably, it would probably be one of the funniest and hottest podcasts because I'm just, I don't know how to not be honest, Mm -hmm. but I would always talk about myself. But But anyway, I knew I could do that, but it's like, that's not who I am. That's not what I would want to do if I wasn't getting paid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like this is, I love to do this. I love to talk to people. Like I've been that way since a kid. I always had que- I was always a person to ask questions because I questioned a lot of stuff. Like if my mom was taking me around to the funeral, hey, 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 mother, what's what's going on? Why I got? I don't want to go. Like I was the kid. I didn't care if I was gonna get in trouble. I was gonna say how I felt, not in a disrespectful way, but just how I, I'm like I'm not with that, and I'm still the same way. And you just have to realize who you authentically are. Yeah, I say this all the time. Everybody ain't like Jesus. Everybody not gonna like you. So don't be hard if your family and friends don't support you. If the people you grew up with they ain't liking, they sharing everybody's stuff that's similar to yours but not yours. Just keep going because the strangers are gonna be the people that's gonna get you to where you need to get to by networking and just being yourself. Absolutely. And, yeah, I like that. And what you don't know about me is there were plenty of times that I seriously copy and paste it like my own invitation to people. I'm mm-hmm. like, will you interview me on your podcast? Oh man, I'm sending it to people on Fiverr, Indianapolis, Recorder, this news station, that news station. Oh yeah. Will you interview me about my, you know, mm-hmm. she event that I'm doing and this and that other? And it, it didn't never work. Mm-hmm. So it's an honor for me to even be sitting here, you know, where people find me interesting, you know, yeah. and want to sit down and talk with me, you know, and I used to feel like, dang, God, why I have to grow up in a house and have to heat the water up to take a bath and this and that and the other, but I'm telling you, like, those kind of moments, my story would not be this great if I didn't have those moments. It would not be that, it would not be this great if I didn't have those. I wouldn't even appreciate a moment like this, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, same here. These things were just that easy for me. Yeah, just being a kid from Michigan City, but I I really feel like if I was born with normal arms, I wouldn't be here right now because mm-hmm. the mouth that I had, I know I would have been fighting. I know I would have maybe went the street route just because it would have been like, Mom, who are you talking to? Like, I can figure it out. Like, not saying that anybody had to help me once I realized I just got to make mm-hmm. adjustments to how I live, but I think I would have went the wrong way just because mm-hmm. I know... And then I had an older brother that went the wrong way. And then my biological father, because he passed away when I was four, 
he was going the wrong way. I found about that when I got older. So I was like, I don't know if I'd have been here. Yeah. And I had it took me to become I was thirty. And I was like, I get it, God. I get why you made me mm-hmm. have all these surgeries. I'd be born this way because I'm the person that could deal with everything and still have a voice to go out and help the the rest of the world. Absolutely. Because people take little things for granted. And I said this a few podcasts ago, or I might have been talking to people. People take for granted holding their thumb up. I can't hold my thumb up. Oh wow. And if I could do that, I'd probably cry. Like it was it was days I used to dream and pray, like, come on God, no, something gonna happen. And now it's like I probably could get artificial hands, but that ain't gonna do nothing for me. So it's like, oh well. Because you're still navigating through this thing. Yeah. Right. You yeah. still navigating through this thing and you all right. Yeah. You know what and I'm it's, saying? It's people that and it's I ain't gonna say people. It's parents need to talk to their kids um about people that look different. Because a lot of these kids is disrespectful, and that's why I say I, I'm glad I got Jesus. Because I might be one of them educators to beat on TV because these kids is disrespectful. And it's like, bro, who is you talking to? Like, I had to tell a kid because he thought because he six foot whatever. Like, bro, if we was kids. I ain't even going to lie to you. I would We would have been fighting. I would have stolen you just because you think you big bad uh, uh, Billy. Because bullies, they learned, don't mess with me. Like I'm you oh you roasted? I'm gonna I'm gonna roast you until you just can't take it no more. Once I once I got that voice of and quick draw with the jokes, oh it's over with for people. Like don't come over here. And and people know that. Like don't okay, go joke with him if you want to. And it's that's was my fighting back. Cause it's like, oh now you wanna fight me? How you wanna fight me? You can't you came for me. Don't come over here, don't come in my grass. If you can't take it, like they say, don't touch the uh, the stove if you don't want to feel the heat. I think I messed it up, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, I just realized being me is great. I don't think people realize how being themselves is a great asset. Like, we take it for granted or we have a story or we have struggles and we're like, oh my goodness. It's like, no, you had to go through that to get to wherever you're going. Mm-hmm. If I didn't go through my divorce, might not be sitting here talking to you because I might not have connected with the people I connected with because I was more free to go here and there and stuff of that sort. So I might not have started the podcast up with my friends and then realized, let me do my own. So it's certain things that have to happen in life. It sucks, but it has to happen. And then when when you get to those moments of, ooh, or those moments of you can cry because you got the house that you wanted or you got the car or you were able to do this or whatever, all that didn't matter of what you had to go through, even if it take 30, how old am I? It's, it's taking a while. Uh, it's mm-hmm. my fault, though. I quit procrastinating, but it's been taking And everything while. happens the way For it's supposed to happen. Yeah. It happens the way it's supposed to happen. It wasn't meant for me to do an interview back then. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It wasn't meant for me to do them when it happened. Yeah. So it's okay. Yeah, it, and that's... That's one thing. That's like a I, that sound like my mom. It's it's okay. Like it's mm-hmm. okay that something didn't work out. Or uh, like today, um, uh, the schedule. Something happened where it said six, mm-hmm. and it was really for eight. And then you was like, oh, six. And then I emailed, and I never was. So I'm like, okay. I hope she ain't going up there because I ain't got I ain't got oh, yeah, dressed. No, yeah, because yeah, I because I hit her face. I'm like, okay, I know. Ten. Let me hit her up. To, hey, make sure she was like. Let me see if she on her way. So I called them. I was like, is it the studio open? And they was like, yeah. I was like, okay. If she tell me she on her way, 
whatever outfit that I feel, I'm just that putting it on so and I'm out the door. That's and it so was funny. like, you don't want, like, I could have been like, oh my gosh, it ain't going to work. No, no. And I was already a little nervous. And then it's like, you sit down and this is like, this is probably one of my longer episodes. And it was one of the first ones I kind of was nervous, nervous. Because I don't know everybody oh. that comes on. So it's like, I don't know how they're going to, like, yeah. accept how how I am. I don't talk, I don't got the um, the college verbiage, but I still got, um, I'm still intelligent. So everybody don't take that. Right. Yeah. I know that's right. And, it's, yeah. and I started to realize I really was intelligent through these interviews. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and people would tell me, I'm like, oh. I told uh, one dude, I was like, man, you know what makes me happy on here when I use a big word? That I ain't never used, and I used it right, cause nobody know I ain't never used it. I'd be like, ooh, but look at me, and I don't, yeah. I don't read like that, but I just listen in conversation, and I hear a word, and I remember how to use it, and that's that's why I say I learn from face to face. Yeah, and everybody has book. their own unique way of learning. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like some people love to just, I I see Facebook posts that say, oh, I just need to be in a corner with a good book, yeah. right? I'm like they don't sound funny. You know what I'm saying? But um, when I read my book, like I was like, dang, I can't believe you know, like I really did this. Yeah. You know, I did. Yeah. I was like, I can't believe I really did this. So I think my preference still will be short books or audio books. Yeah. I I don't know. Yeah, I think short books. <laughs> yeah, I, short I read. Books. I remember my buddy um, Brian Thomas. He gave me his book, one of his first books. It was a short book. I read it. In one city, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Ooh, ET's book, uh, Secret to Success." I read that with who... Eric Thomas. He's a motivational speaker. I'm sure okay. you heard of, uh, seen a video or heard. Okay. Of, yeah, he he uh, kind of a thicker guy wears a hat. He loud. I'm sure you've seen it. Okay, all, I have, all, to, I have yeah. to look him up. Yeah, and um, I read his first, like one of his first books, and I was like, "Ooh, I, I read." read the book and I, I got one of his other books. I've had it since last year, but that's the book. I ain't read it. Okay. I said I was going to read 30 minutes a day and I ain't. Right. And we, what's the fourth? It's the fourth. So I, I'm one out of four. So I'm going to do better with that. I think it's because oh, I'm, I'm going to do better. I, I am. Yeah. I was talking to uh, one of my friends about Audible today. I said, I think I'm going to check it out. And then one other thing that I want to do is I do want to go to YouTube and go on camera and read my Mm. I do. I want to read my book. I want interaction. You know, I want to bring people on, and I want to know their thoughts about my book. And, you should you know, do a chapter. Yeah. You should do either twelve days straight, mm-hmm. or do one chapter a week. Yeah, I and, think that's what I want to do. And because then, then you're not too long, and you on mm-hmm. that chapter and people can ask questions and you can do that. that would thank be you. Thank yep. you for that uh, suggestion. Yeah, because yeah, I've been thinking about that. I was like, for people who don't want to, you know, buy the book, I definitely would love to read it. Yeah, because you never know. At least hear it on audio where they can just drive into work, you know yeah. what I'm saying, and just listen to it. Yeah. I I thought about uh, doing, I, I want to do voiceover. I feel like my daughter does that. I, I feel like I'm a, I, I'm, <laughs> I, I could do any kind. I actually, uh, create, I've created a, a cartoon. I want to talk about my life when I lived in Harville because it was it, it was a time. It wasn't the best of time, but it was a time. And it, yeah, I got stories, and I just 
I don't know, I'm just creative in my brain. I want to do something with a cartoon. I want to do it with my son, too, but if he ain't on board yet, I'm going to do something. I got four episodes that I wrote down. Like, I wrote down what they saying and everything, because I'm like, just in case, I can go show this to somebody, and they could be like, okay, this, uh, it need a little fine-tuning, but if you just be like, oh, this is what it's going to be, they're like, oh, okay, that's cool. But I actually have each episode. I wrote it out. I just invested in this cartoon. I want to say it's called Papunda or something like that, but it's a Latina mm-hmm. learning cartoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost like, uh, you know, one of the like Blue Clues, yeah. one of those little shows. And I, have you ever heard of WeFunder? W-E Funder? Mm-hmm. So WeFunder is a platform where you can invest in new projects mm-hmm. and like you'll actually own shares. Oh. And so this cartoon that I invested in, it was like $100. Invest in it, and then you own shares, and then they only allow like so many people to invest in. Mm-hmm. So you might want to check it out, yeah. Yeah. and even put your cartoon on there if you're open to you know people buying into your product and yeah. you paying them out shares. Yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of interesting uh, projects on there. Uh, one guy is doing like a robotic pizza truck. Mm. And I invested in that because it's it's almost like Shake Shack where you go in and put your order in on the pad and then the robots make your pizza. Yeah. And you pick it up on the other end. Yeah, because that's at some point uh, that's the yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the time be, we're going yeah, to live well, in. Yeah, it is. It's starting here and there, and that's just weird, like to even think of that because mm-hmm. when in 1996 is when the internet started. I was 10. And to think of where it's at now, and I'm only 37, that ain't a long time. And it's like, wow. Yeah. Do you re- do you know Jack Ma? Jack Ma. Jack Ma is a person that created Alibaba. Yeah, 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 yeah. And okay. AliExpress. Yeah. And do you know when he came to the United States one time, he Googled um, suppliers in China and nothing came up. Mm-hmm. And that's how he took over that market. Oh, I remember, I remember y'all telling that yeah. story because I was like, he "Hold took, on, I heard." He that. took like, over yeah. that market because of that. Um, yeah. Yeah. He did. Yeah, this man. Um, they came to like China, like uh, KFC, and all them came to China, and they wouldn't even hire him. He kept applying to Harvard, and they wouldn't take him. So he was just thinking of other ways, you know, he could make money as an entrepreneur. And when he came to the United States, yeah, he's googling in Windows, like. Suppliers in China, nothing came up. Yeah. So he took over that market. He had a need. He he discovered a need and he built on that. Yeah. And that, he became that, a very rich man because of that. And that's what people don't realize. You are fulfilling a need or you're solving a problem. And that's how you get to wherever you want to get to in life. You can't think that it's not really that hard. It's like, mm-hmm. what need can you fulfill? Like, if you have a clothing line, you got to understand what need or who needs this clothing line or need these clothes. If you have uh, if you're a speaker or somebody that talks or does that, you have to solve a problem. If you can't solve a problem, nobody's going to come. I learned that starting when I started motivational speaking because they'd be like, oh, what do you do? Oh, motivational speaker. That sounds cute, but I could go and speak for free all day, but mm-hmm. to be able to go into schools and make some money, I'm a social and emotional learning expert that sounds a lot better for the people that's giving out the money so i'm still a motivational speaker but i'm a ex i'm a i got a certain niche that i'm going to talk about when you realize that that changes 
Like, if you get paid or if you're not getting paid. And I say, I'll go speak anywhere. It'd be in front of a gas station. But I would rather go somewhere and be able to speak for free. Once I changed that, last year I only spoke like three or four times every time I got paid. Before that, I've only got paid once, and that was because I was with another speaker and we split a check. So it was like, once I just changed verbiage and changed how it looked, boom. And because I saw the need and I asked questions of the principal and teachers, like, what do – what what problem do I solve? And they're like, you're really good with social and emotional learning. Boom, that's what I'm going to stick with. And when you realize you can fix that problem, you can be yourself and still go fix that problem. Yeah, I love that. Yes, I love that. I really love that. And it sounds like you're just in your lane and just building off that. That's yeah. a beautiful thing. Yeah, because this, listen, this days is ugly. It's like, it'd be real life. I don't want to get up and do nothing because it's just been hard. But then when I sit down in this chair mm -hmm. and these lights on and the get camera's light. on, get it's light. like, boom. And I'm like happy. I'm over here sweating because I'm like a preacher, all the lights on me and stuff. Mm -hmm. But when I go home, I'm like, whew, that was a great interview. Yeah, and yeah. Then, but, but then it's, that was a great interview. Tomorrow I got another one. Mm -hmm. Sunday I got another one. You can't get... Ooh, I got I got that one. Like Shannon Sharp, he can't be like, ooh, I got this cat. Wait, this might be one of the most legendary uh, episodes for some years just because of what he said in there. But he can't get too high on it because somebody else is coming maybe the next day or the next week, and you got to still have that same kind of thing. And you can't expect – I can't expect the next person to be on here as long as me and you. It might be shorter. But yeah. you still keep going because that's what I love to do. I've had some, I think my shortest like in person was maybe 30, 40 minutes because mm -hmm. that person had to leave. But if we got time, we sit here, I'm just going to sit here. Mm -hmm. But I am getting hungry. Like, <laughs> I, ate, I ate before I, ate before I got this. So <laughs> Listen, I was ripping and running all day and I got home and then I had to make sure the time was right and I ate me. And I think I still eat this when I get money, but I had a bologna and mm. cheese with some chips in the middle. That is the best. Oh sandwich. man, I used to eat them all the time. Yes, listen, I, I, and I've had to wear the refrigerator full, all that, but something about it don't have to be bologna. It's, it's the, it could be ham. I don't really like turkey. Ham or bologna with the cheese and the chip in the middle, of that crunch, and you got some, not some water. You need some flavor for with that. Yeah. Uh, it's on and popping. I. Oh, I got you. I'm telling you, you ever drink a fago in the middle of the night? Like, wake up. <laughs> See, I ain't never, I've never <laughs> been, I ain't, I ain't at that where I wake up in the middle yeah, of the night. Uh, I, I ain't yeah, yeah, yeah. No. If I yeah. wake up in yeah, the middle of the night. Yeah, when you get my age, you, you might wake up in the middle of the night. But I remember, I used to buy fagos. Me and my friend, we used to have the best time because I, I was addicted to skating rinks. So I go to skating rink every. Thursday, Sunday, Tuesday was the East Side Rink. Oh, I was a roller. And when we would get done, we would go to um, uh, the West Rink. Mm -hmm. Well, on the days that we would go to the West Rink, we would leave from there, go to Steak and Shake, get us a burger, then we go Kroger, get us some chips and a Fago. Mm -hmm. That was our routine every time. I would, see, I'm from up north, uh, Michigan City, so we didn't have skating. Yeah. We oh, had, really? I don't, I think, I feel like we had a skating ring. Well, not like, like that where you, yeah, you we didn't, it like was that, never, yeah. when I got here, like my, one of my only male nap friends, because I don't have, like, it's crazy, I don't have a lot of male 
friends that are actually from Nap. They they live somewhere else. But he was skating. I'm like, what is with this skating? Mm -hmm. And I went once. I, I didn't go skating. I was just observing. And I was like, oh, this is really like a thing. And so I think as I get older, I'm going to try to I can skate. I thought mm -hmm. I was nervous because I only did the rollerblades. Okay. So I went with the friend that friends on me. Um, and we we went skating a couple of times and I got to, I was like, oh, I got it. It's not because I ain't going to lie to you. If you get close enough and I feel, get away because I'm going to step on you. I did that before. I went ice skating. Listen, I feel bad. I'm sorry to the parent and the child. <laughs> But I was ice skating, and you know, I listen, a kid came up, and they, ooh, no, you not, move on over there, and they fell. I'm like, I'm sorry, but I'm not about to fall, because my friend, as soon as we about to go out, he falls, hits the back of his head on somebody, the blade of somebody, he split his head. I'm like, yeah, that ain't, I ain't going to do that no more. Ice skating, don't ask me to go do that. But um, this was great talking to you. I wasn't expecting us to be on here for so long. We didn't talk about it. But it was a good time, good time, a lot of good information. You know what? I'm going to start bringing snacks for myself. Yeah. Because I be hungry and I don't be want. I, mm -hmm. I be over here in my stomach. But I never, when I go coach, when I go speak, and when I do the pot, I never eat. For some reason, it just, mm -hmm. but then when you doing something, your stomach get the run. Yeah. Like I had some food earlier, like earlier. Yeah. And it's late. I usually don't eat this late. Yeah, it, it yeah earlier, earlier. Because sometimes, like today, I've been on the go all day. Mm -hmm. So I'll eat, like, fast food and stuff like that. But I, I really like to cook. I do. I love to cook. I don't love. I like to eat. I don't like to cook. But oh, I, I can cook. cook. I can cook, though. So I uh, I finally got my um, dishes out the, um, out the storage. And I... Uh, was able to just make food at home, and I was like, okay, I, I'm enjoying this, but I ain't gonna be on a regular because, yeah, I don't like to cook. It takes too long, and I don't like dishes. It's, I, I'm, no, listen, I had to wash dishes from ninth grade to my senior year. Do you know I like I love washing dishes? Oh, I hate it. Like it's one of my best pastimes. Like people are like, wow. you like washing, and you know what? There are people. Mm -hmm. Some people get upset about that statement because they like. I'm tired of hearing, I think my daughter said it one time, my oldest daughter, she's like, I ain't got time for that. They going in the dishwasher and all that. That ain't cute or something she said like that. I actually enjoy watching it. It's like a, it's a pastime for me. I like painting walls. Oh, I like, me too. I do. I really love painting walls. I like coloring. I like things like that. I love to color. That's one thing. Mm -hmm. Like, I haven't done, I do, like, when I go into class and kids are doing that, mm -hmm. I'll sit down with them. And I know the teacher be like, what's wrong? This is therapeutic. I'm chit-chatting with the kids. very and, therapeutic. And I actually look forward to creating a coloring book, too. Mm -hmm. I want to create a coloring book, uh, like a missile decompression coloring book. Can I mention my book and that it's available on Amazon? My book is available on Amazon. It's called Becoming Whole, Journey to Authenticity. And I'm really excited about this. This is my first book, and um, it's available on Kindle, paperback, and hard, hard cover, hardback, hardcover, whatever you call it. Yeah. And then also we have our Katina Washington bag. Oh, this will that. be available in my book signing. 
um, the Katina Washington bag. When is your book signing? It is January the 27th. Okay. On three to five. Next week, so and sure. it's funny you said what you said about your mom because I brought you this, right? This is one of my new products that came out. It's uh, the lip balm. Oh, okay. Thank yes. you. I, I love when my guests bring me stuff. Yeah, and then maybe you can give this to your mom. Uh, this is the Katina Washington. Yeah, luxury body oil. Yeah, it is the top. I mean, these are top of the line uh, natural oils. And then, but there's a little fragrance in there too. So you got your eucalyptus and white tea. Mm -hmm. um, and like before you do your podcast, this is something that you can put just like on your temple and things like that. It, yeah, it gives you a very... Um, oh, it, it won't make me ashy? Oh, listen. Well, it smells good. Yeah, you'll be soft forever with this. Oh. So maybe you could give this to your mom. You really love your mom a lot, yeah. I can tell. Yeah, yeah these are handcrafted okay. here in Indianapolis. Indiana. Um, it's either the youth that put these um, products together or it's uh, one of our uh, team members at the She Experience. But yeah, this is the Katina Washington uh, body oil. 75% of the proceeds that we collect for these products are used to help entrepreneurs here in the city. I love it. So yeah, so um, over here you can scan the code you know, mm -hmm. to go to our website. On the front, KW Luxury Body Oil. We have the City of Indianapolis on the back. And then um, also it talks uh, about how it's made by a brown girl. Yeah, okay. I love it. Yep, made by a brown I'm girl. Gonna I'm going to have to do that tomorrow. I'm going to mail it yeah. off because uh, if I don't, <laughs> yeah, so somebody thank else you. will And, yeah, <laughs> these are going to be available exclusively at the She Experience on the day of my book signing as a silhouette. Well, So many people on when you were at the uh, Circle City Mall would see people, mm -hmm. and they were like, oh, thank you, because, you know, you helped them be able to get in the storefront and different things. And me even taking, you know, your business class, like, that was that was cool. I wish it was uh, in person more because I'm an in-person person, but yeah, I missed that part of it. <laughs> yeah, but it, it was good, though, because it was good information, and it was people that... I didn't know everybody in, in our certain class, but I've seen them, and it's like it's cool to see people want to do better, more in their life. Because as Black people, sometimes we get caught up in, well, it's because we're Black, or it's the white man's fault, or this, that, it's your fault, whatever the case may be. I was born with a disability. I could blame anybody and everybody, but I ain't gonna blame nobody wow. but myself. Wow. Because if I don't do what I'm supposed to do, who else gonna do it? That's how I got on the basketball court. If I didn't go and play basketball and teach myself, well, nobody going to mess with me. It's over. We ain't going to mess with him. We're not going to mess with him. But back to what you do. You are like a pillar in the community. And I'm not even from Indianapolis. Well, I guess as an adult I am. But I've always heard about the she events. And it's just Thank great you. to be able to sit down and have a conversation. And you're a really dope person. Like, we've been on here for a minute. And, 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 <laughs> you know, and you're funny. Minutes, and you're... 
a down to person, a down to earth person. Because sometimes when you see successful people, you don't know who they are outside mm-hmm. of the success. But you're a dope individual and keep doing what you've been doing. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, this year, we, uh, well, not this year, we're in the next year now, but in 2023, we gave a Lifetime Achievement Award to Ms. Masharika. Mm-hmm. Do you know Masharika? Jawanza? Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe if I see. She is who started so. Kwanzaa here, and oh. she passed away on December the 31st. Oh, wow. And when I gave her an award at uh, the Black Rose Gala, um, she had never been recognized before, and she started Kwanzaa here. Never been recognized in that way to yeah. get a Lifetime Achievement Award. And I'm so glad I gave her her flowers, so thank you. Yeah, I, I always, appreciate that. No problem. I always want to give my guests their flowers because like, you, mm-hmm. you never know what can happen in the world. And mm-hmm. people need to know that they're doing great stuff in the community. Like Most of the people that I bring on are doing something great outside of the scenes of social media because mm-hmm. it ain't always... We, a lot of us was doing this before social media. So Absolutely. just I just like giving people their flowers. So before we get out of here, um, give us a nugget, a gem, or something mm-hmm. that people can take home. Um, one thing that I would like to do is if someone would um, like and share and subscribe to your podcast, mm-hmm. I'd like to give them a book. Okay. And, um, yeah. Just okay. let me know. And then hopefully, you know, these these gems that are in here, mm-hmm. it will help someone. I right. like to do that. I got you. I'm going to put, uh, this is at the end, so I'm going to put that clip and see what people do. She mm-hmm. said, the first person, don't you don't think just you going to be, yeah. it's going to be the fifth. It's the first person. The first, the first person. person that yeah. do it. Because I ain't got, I'll be busy. I'll forget. But it's the first person. I thank you for this stuff. Uh, I like this lip stuff. It, it's yeah. so good. It feels good. <laughs> yeah. I almost, don't wanna, lip balm. I almost don't want to get it to my mom, but I'm going to send it to her oh. just because. Or you can keep it for yourself and let no. your mom Yeah, sorry, yeah. Mom. I'm sorry. I liked it. If I, if you wouldn't, if you wouldn't have did a little choo choo and yeah. got put it I on. I wanted you to see how just a and few it, drops yeah. just yeah, covers your whole hand. And then sometimes you can put it here on your temples or behind your ears. Yeah, or you can breathe it in and just the whole uh, herbal and eucalyptus. Yeah, I, I, I love the, the black creators that are doing the, the, their own stuff. Uh, I had Willie Eaton on. He has his body stuff. Yeah, oh, I love it. So. He was inside of my – Willie has amazing pro- – Willie's like my son. Yeah. I love Willie. Yeah, his soap. Oh, I, I gotta get. Him. I like the. I don't know the names of them, but the yellow. I like the yellow soap more than I like the brown. Mm-hmm. And the yellow soap is the one I use first, and then I think yeah, just the soap. And then I had a parent. She gave me a lotion, and I use it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm down to the end of it. I gotta get some more of it, but I just love that because as a man growing up, not having men around, you don't understand the importance of self care, of taking care of your body, because because. They'll make it seem like you like you soft or yeah, no. your hands ain't ass. Yeah, or you got I got good yeah. skin. I don't get pimples, so I, I'm yeah. proud of that. So I yeah. And it's just like you can see a different glow when you take care of your you skin. Know. And I want to look young forever. I mean, I don't look my age. I love when people say, "Hey, you you twenties." Ah, thank you. I know I look twenty. Yeah. Thank you. So uh, you gave the nugget. 
because the nugget is. I would also like to say own own your own your life, own your day, own your moment, own your hour, your minute. You know, own it, own it. When you go on vacation, own that. Mm. Don't let somebody else ruin your vacation. You know, do what you gotta do so that you own your own vacation. You know, you own your life. You know, we only get one. I only live once. So uh, I'm on that real yeah. tough right now, owning my life. That's funny that you said on the moment because um, the lady I had on, Brandy Nicole, her she just came out with a book too. And yeah, I'll be at her book signing. Living uh, in the moment. So that's, that's dope that you it kind of continues on. We'll see what the guys say tomorrow. It's a guy tomorrow. And then can I get some men? Like, can I get y'all on here? I get, I promise if you look at my guests, there's a lot of women because women be like, yeah, I come. Dudes, they, I don't know. I don't know what it is with dudes. But we'll, we'll see. They're but, coming. They're yeah, coming. Yeah. They're coming. They're yeah. coming. Uh, and I think just because I was around women, because that was me, my mom, my sister that lived in our house, and then just having grown I've always been around women, so it's easier to talk to y'all somewhat. I can kind of, quote, unquote, let my hair down with dudes. Yeah. Kind of, you know, got to be strong and, you know. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm that. still me. Um, but again, I appreciate you. We're about to get out of here because my stomach is I know, right? Growling. It's getting to my head. Yeah, I need to give me something to eat too. <laughs> but on that note, 